0: Cool. Thanks for your love and support in advance. Simply click on the link in the show notes or on my website, and it'll take you where you need to go. Now on to the show! Introducing Self, a new show about real people who are challenging their relationship to money to build a better future for themselves. My new focus is like, As these good things happen in my life, I want to be able to enjoy them. Their loved ones. Now, like, I really don't want my daughters out here wanting for nothing. Um, Now it's kind of backfired (laughs) because now they really don't have no respect for me. And their communities. I want to create more services where women can feel supported when they don't have support. Self is live now with new episodes every Wednesday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. The following podcast is an exclusive presentation of Project Entertainment Network. The Prolific Writer Podcast, episode number 57. I'm back. And this one's about Christian authors and writers of faith. Let's go. Welcome to the Prolific Writer Podcast, where speed's the name of the game. Follow an indie author and publisher and his guests as they share inspiration, tips, and advice on writing fast, writing often, and writing well, so you can do the same. Here's Ryan. Well, hello, hello, hello. This is your Prolific Writer Podcast host, Ryan J. Pelton, and I am so glad that you are here, however you are hearing me through your ears, canals, your earbuds, your ears, that thing, those things between your, no, not between, on your head, if you're on the treadmill, you're on the train, you're on the bus, you're in the car, you're doing the dishes, you're mowing the lawn, whatever you're doing, however you're hearing me, I'm so glad that you are here, the Prolific Writer, the podcast dedicated to helping you write fast, write often, and write well in no particular order. And I have been gone for a couple weeks, and I'm back. And I know I said that last episode, I only had one episode in February, we had a new child, a new baby, a little baby girl, June, and she is doing great. Um, But you know how that goes. Uh, If you've ever had a child and we don't just have one child, we have multiple childs. We have three others to take care of and to keep uh, us busy, uh, to say the least. And so, yeah, it's been a little hectic. Let's just get honest, people. If you've had babies, you have children, they make you tired. And sometimes when I get tired, I don't have time to do the podcast or I do have time to do the podcast, but I'm so tired that I just want to sleep and so I've t- been kind of taking it easy, kind of easing back into the podcast. Uh did get an episode out in February. If you haven't had a chance, take a listen. It was a great episode um, with Anna Sambino and, uh, you can check that out too. Um, and so kind of easing back into things, but we got an episode today. It's the first of March. Um, when I'm recording this, you probably won't hear this on the first of March, but it is the first of March. We're going to be getting back in gear here in March. I got some great interviews lined up in March and April in the coming months as always. And, uh, today we're going to just hear from me. Um, and I wanted to talk today a little bit about something I'm very, uh, passionate about something I'm very excited about and kind of an episode, some ideas I've been kind of thinking, uh, about for a long time. And, and one of the reasons I want to do this particular subject and theme, uh, is because it's a question I get asked all the time. And so if you've been listening to the podcast for, uh, a while, or you've been around, um, Some of you know, some of you don't know, but I'm a pastor. Uh, I'm a pastor. I'm a Christian pastor, which also means I'm a Christian. And I'm very open about that. No, no shame about that. But uh, so one of the questions I get asked a lot is, well, if you're a Christian, you're a pastor, you know, you write nonfiction, some Christian books that are really about Christian spirituality and things related to very specific Christian themes. Uh, church ministry, et cetera. And, uh, and then you write some fiction, you do novels that really aren't what we would consider Christian novels, which I'll talk to talk about in just a moment. Um, But you know, what's that like? How how are you able to do that? Why do you do that? I mean, if you're a Christian, don't you have to write Christian books, right? And only Christian books to talk about Jesus and faith and the Bible and the church and ministry and all those kinds of things. And, and so I want to, I want to talk about that because I, I get different comments, I get different concerns, you know, um, from different people and people have different convictions about this subject. Well, if you're a Christian, you know, do you only write Christian books with explicit Christian themes? And so whether that's nonfiction, you know, writing about, you know, the Bible or writing devotionals or writing things for the church or what have you, um, you know, if I'm a Christian, am I even allowed to write fiction, uh, that might have themes that aren't, inherently Christian or, 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 uh, things that are dark, you know, uh, we've had guests on here that write, you know, ghost stories and they're, you know, devoted Christians, followers of Christ. And, you know, is that a, is that a contradiction of our faith? And, you know, are we getting into deep, dark areas we don't want to touch and we don't want to go into? And so I think this is a really important conversation, uh, because I think there's a lot of Christians that listen to this podcast and a lot of Christians in the world that, that, are, that struggle with this and they feel like they can't write maybe the things they want to write because they have some kind of conviction or they've been told that, you know, if you're a Christian, you only have to only can write books about Jesus, and I, I want to kind of blow up a couple of those those myths, and 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 I want to first start with just some foundational thoughts here, because um, I don't want this to be controversial. I, I'm not going to spend a ton of time getting into you know deep theological inquiry. That's not really the nature of this podcast. Maybe on a different podcast we could get into that. But um, but but I want to say first is that you have to have your own convictions, and you have to have your own uh. Decisions or commitments that you want to do as far as your writing career, as far as your writing journey. And so, what I mean by that is, um, you need to figure out kind of what you kind of sense your calling to. And my story, my experience, my calling is not the same as yours, which I'll get into in just a minute. But But really, you know, you have to decide. Maybe you are someone who says, you know what, I really want to. There's a deep desire to write Christian books that uh, deal with specific Christian themes. You know, I want to write books for the church. I want to write books for... Um, you know about the Bible. I want to write books that will help Christian leaders, um, or whatever Christian themes uh, you you want to to write about, and you feel very strongly about that. That's really what you're called to do, and and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, we we need Christian writers. We need more Christian writers. We need better Christian writers to to write books for the church and to write books for Christians and help them in their faith and help them grow in their faith. Um, and and I know for a lot of Christians, there's a concern. Uh, that you know every book 's been written, what else am I going to say and and you know do we need another you know commentary on this subject? Do we need you know another book on prayer and you know what i 've said a lot just throughout the the years of doing this podcast is that what makes books unique and why we 'll never run out of them and why people will never stop writing them is because it 's your unique perspective it 's your unique uh, voice it 's your way of understanding the subject it 's your way of um, your angle, your worldview on the subject. And so, you know, if it's a book on prayer, it's a book on Bible study, it's a book on, you know, church ministry, leadership, whatever, it's going to be your own voice. It's going to be your own way of attacking. It. And that's why it's going to take on different flair and it's going to be helpful for different people. And it's going to reach different people. And so that you're never going to run out of subjects and ideas. Now we'll say there are certain subjects that are, are you know, get written to death and and certain ones that maybe we don't need uh, more of those kinds of books. Um, but I would say first, you know, what are you called to? What What do you feel led to do um, as far as do I write specifically Christian themes for Christians in the Christian marketplace? And that's a very valid question and something that you need to wrestle with. Um, now, for, for others, I, I would say, well, now, if we're going to talk about fiction, Christian writers, writers of faith, as far as fiction goes, Christian fiction. And, and I also want to just make a caveat. I know there's other faiths. I'm not saying, you know, Christianity is the only one I know there's, you know, Jewish faith, Islam, others. Um, but very interestingly, I mean, we don't really have a lot of genres as far as, you know, Muslim fiction or Muslim, you know, books. Um, there aren't that many, um, compared to Christian there. I mean, there is Christian fiction and, and, you know, there's spirituality more vaguely and, and, um, but I'm just talking from what I know and, and what's, a little bigger genre than others. And I think there's some theological reasons why we don't see as many books in other faith systems, but I won't, I won't go into that right now. Um, but you know, not talking about, you know, Jewish faith. I know there's a lot of books on Juda- Judaism, excuse me. And, uh, another faith. but, um, but again, just from a Christian pastor, Christian perspective, um, not to offend anybody. Uh, but so, you know, you have to decide, you know, as far as, you know, Christian, um, specific books, what is that going to mean? Now, I, I want to say something just about Christian fiction. Um, and, and Christian fiction is a new idea. Now, in the past, years and years ago, you, you didn't really have Christian fiction. I mean, you had Christians who wrote stories. And there's been a lot of Christian authors throughout the years. And some you, you may not even know, or maybe even never heard of. And some you have. Um, you know, Frederick Beekner, for example, um a well-known christian author now he's written a lot of non-fiction a lot of memoir um you know non-fiction essays christian themed christian based um but he's also written you know mysteries and he's he's written um different uh books of fiction as well and he's a adam you know committed christian i think he passed away recently um but you know a ad- committed christian follower of christ but you know wrote fiction wrote non-fiction wrote for the church wrote outside the church those kinds of things um c s lewis you know in the in the forties fifties and sixties a prolific uh christian author you know wasn't a christian his whole writing career but wrote a lot of essays you know um taught you know medieval literature um in uh in england and in london and uh you know, wrote Christian books, but, but here's the thing. He didn't say, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going, I'm setting out to write a Christian book. He was a Christian writing children's books. He was a Christian writing science fiction. Um, And so his, uh, the uh, Christian themes came out in his books, but he never, you know, you would never put his books necessarily on a Christian bookshelf and say, this is, you know, specifically Christian. He didn't really set out to do that. Now he wrote other things that were very much uh, apologetic, defending the Christian faith and things like that. Um, but you know, he, he, didn't really say, okay, this is a Christian science fiction book, or this is a Christian children's book. Um, but it had those themes and it wasn't blatant, but the, the, the metaphors, the redemptive, you know, Aslan and Jesus and the lion and all those kinds of things, um, really came out in his writing and and his writings really stood the the test, the test of time. Um, you know, Tolkien, J.R.R. Tolkien, Lord of the Rings, you know, devout Christian again, the, the themes of Christianity come out in his books, but it's not adamantly Christian. You know, you don't put them on the Christian bookshelf. Um, Flannery O'Connor, another great example. She was, um, unfortunately, died very young in her 30s. But, you know, in the in the 50s and 60s, wrote a lot of short stories and novels, um, you know, didn't have, you know, direct Christian themes in the sense of, you know, this is going to go on the Christian, you know, bookshelf. Um you know, uh, we, we have Wendell Berry, we have G.K. Chesterton, who wrote fiction and nonfiction, you know, some blatant Christian themes, others not, um, you know, even, you know, Stephen King, he grew up in the church, he grew up Methodist, uh, a lot of redemptive themes, a lot of things in his own writing that um, were, were Christian. Now, he he probably wouldn't call himself a, a committed Christian, but you know, even his website says he still reads the Bible. Um, Graham Greene, George MacDonald, and Lamont, um, she writes definitely more in the Christian space, but she's also written, uh, fiction books that aren't, you know, directly Christian or have gr- Christian themes. Uh, Walker Percy, who's one of my favorite, uh, authors, you know, has, has themes about faith, but, but again, wrote a lot of, um, nonfiction stuff and, and, uh, and fiction as well. And so, So what I'm trying to get at is that the idea of Christian fiction is kind of a new idea. And and the newest Christian fiction that I would, I would say really doesn't do the name Christian uh, well. And, and I'll, and I'll just be honest, um, you know, one of the biggest sellers in Christian marketplace and Christian bookstores is, is, you know, Amish fiction, which, um, I, I don't really haven't read Amish fiction, but, you know, definitely has to do with kind of romance, very sanitary, very wholesome, very, you know, generic, um, you know, the, a lot of the Christian fiction, you know, has to do with, you know, uh, you know, problems in relationships and someone always, you know, gets saved and, and comes to Christ and you know, everything happens, you know, uh, everything, everybody lives happily ever, ever after, you know, um, not a lot of language, not a lot of violence, not a lot of, you know, real things that actually happen in life. And now, again, I'm not saying that's bad. And I'm not saying that if you read that you're an awful person or you shouldn't read those things. And, Um, but, but a lot of the, the art and a lot of the, the Christian fiction stuff really just doesn't, doesn't resonate with, with a broader audience because it's, it's definitely trying to kind of go for this more wholesome, you know, um, you know, everyone, everybody lives happily ever after everybody wins, you know, everything's great. And, but, you know, you realize like, that's not how life is. And, and, um, and so Christian markets, just like Christian music, you know, again, the the word Christian. Um, you can't call a, a, f- a fiction book Christian to r- really honestly. I mean, there's Christian music, yes, okay, there can be music that has the name Jesus in it, but there can also be Christian music that doesn't really represent Jesus well or Christianity well. Because Christianity is really about, you know, as C.S. Lewis would say, you know, Christian is, is Christ ones. It's little Christ's, you know, so, so a fiction book can't, doesn't have a soul. It can't be saved. It can't be redeemed, you know? So what is Christian fiction? What, what is it really? Is it, if it just talks about Jesus or it's wholesome, but you know, there's a lot of nonfiction books that are wholesome too. So you, you can't really put them in those kind of categories. Um, but you have to decide as a, as a faith writer, as a Christian author, there are Christian markets that you can write in and, and maybe you're called to do that. Um, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with doing that. Um, but you have to decide. And again, I'm not going to decide for you. Um, and and I don't think it's wrong or, or there's a right or wrong and, and your convictions are different than mine. Um, but I want to say a little bit about my story is that I've decided that as far as my fiction goes is I don't write in a predominantly Christian. I'm not writing for for the Christian market. Now, I know Christians have read some of my stuff and and I know my worldview comes through my, my writing, but it's, it's not the typical Christian book that's, you know, everybody gets saved and everybody wins and everybody goes to church and everybody ha- lives happily ever after. Um, I wanted to write things that, um, some of it's just, just ideas I have. I don't know where they come from. I don't know where the stories come from. I don't know where the characters come from. They just come and it's people in hard situations It's people dealing with struggle. There's darkness, there's some language, there's some violence and things. And and again, not trying to do that just to be provocative or, you know, to, to go to that dark place, but to really say, this is kind of true to life and this is how things really are. And yes, there's good characters and there's bad characters and all those kinds of things. Um, and, and so one of the reasons that, that I kind of have felt called to do that or, 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 you know, go that route as one. I I don't, I just don't enjoy Christian fiction. I, I, again, I don't think it represents how life really is. I I think you can still have redemptive things and you can still talk about important things without having to kind of sanitize it down. Um, but there's also some other things, um, is that, you know, we are made in the image of God and, uh, and, and, you know, the, the scriptures talk about, um, you know, in the Bible, Genesis one and, and Genesis two, God creates this, this world, creates the heavens he creates the earth he creates man man and woman makes them in his image and it says that you know we're made in the image of god and and so being made in the image of god and god's a creator who creates all things means that we are creators in a sense that we create things that we make things now we don't make things out of nothing but part of our creativity in telling stories is to image god is to tell stories and 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 to to make things and create things and that's a god-given impulse um and so i don't think those things have to be inherently christian or religious um now you know you could say well that man that doesn't seem like you know if you're a christian why would you not want them to be and again it depends what you're called to do or it depends the stories you want to tell now i would also argue like even in the scriptures that the scriptures are dark the scriptures are rough there's there's murder there's there's you know, rape, there's, um, you know, bad people doing bad things. There's, um, not everything's religious in the sense of, you know, we, we read the Psalms and we, we, you know, if if you're familiar with the scriptures at all, it's not all celebrating religious activities or religious doing that celebrates creation. It celebrates beauty. It celebrates love. Um, it celebrates our humanity and, and all these things. And so, so writing a story about, you know, uh, a man and woman in love is, is not a bad thing. It's not, you know, well, that's not religious. Well, it's, it's human, right? It's, it's what God's made us, you know, things about love, things about loss, suffering, death. I mean, all of that is in the scriptures. Um, and we, you know, we write about those things and those things resonate with us because we're all human and, you know, things of justice, things of forgiveness. I mean, there's a, there's a resonance there, um, because we're humans and, and those are things that we, we long for. Um, and, and so, so i think you know we have to think kind of i think in a bigger way is that a lot of these christian you know writers modern and you know that have been around for forever um a lot of their books a lot of their art isn't predominantly christian and they're not trying to convert people through their art they're not trying to you know um point everyone to Jesus and, but they're, they're really trying to, to, to make good work and they're, they're trying to get people to think, or they're trying to get people just to entertain people or, or give them, you know, a, a just a great story to tell, um, to enjoy, to tell to their kids or or whatever it may be. Um, you know, I I remember years ago reading something that CS Lewis said, he says, you know, the, the first, you know, task, the first mission of a Christian writer is to just tell a good story. Um, and that's what he always tried to do. Um, he wasn't trying to convert people. He wasn't trying to just get his worldview across. Um, but because of who he was and because of his belief system and his worldview, the, those things came out of him. Um, and so, so again, you, you have to kind of decide what, you know, we all have a worldview. We all have a way of seeing the world and, and obviously our stories are going to have certain themes and certain things that are going to come out, um, of us, uh, but, but we have to decide kind of what, what kind of stories we want to, to tell. Um, you know, I have good friends that write, you know, they write dark stuff. They're Christian people, they love the Lord, they they go to church, they they you know, they teach their, their kids the Bible, they um but you know, some of their stories are all on the dark side and, and some of those are you know, they can be fantastical stories and those kinds of things. Um, and again, I think, you know, some of that too, is, is that, you know, supernatural and all that, like all of that is, is in the, in the scriptures that we live in a spirit filled world. We, we live in a spiritual world. There's, there's angels and there's demons and there's, there's good and there's evil and there's God and there's, you know, um, there, there's realms we don't understand. And so, you know, trying to tell these stories isn't inherently evil necessarily. Um, so, um, so I think we don't have to, as, as Christians and as writers, uh, I don't think you have to, you know, be so obviously Christian when you, when you write or, um, or maybe that's what you're called to. And again, coming back to the beginning, that's what you have to decide. You know, what am I called to? And some are going to be called to just writing church, writing books for the church. And, um, You know, one of the things I love is I I like doing that too. And and I love writing fiction. I just, they're just things I love to do. It's God's, you know, gifted me to do that and wired me to do that. And I don't see that stopping anytime soon. And and again, it's, that's just me. That's not you necessarily. Um, I I remember hearing a a pastor, Eugene Peterson say, you know, one of the gifts we can give our churches, especially as Christian pastors and leaders um, and, you know, and obviously if we're Christians and we have friends and people we can encourage, it's just let them be who they are, you know? um, start there. Don't try to force them to be something. Don't force them to be you. Um, don't make, you know, your calling, their calling or your vocation, their vocation, or your, or God has kind of placed them and let them, you know, be your thing and be okay with that. Um, so a, a couple more things. Um, I think when we, we think about, you know, if you're a Christian and you're a writer, you're an author, you write about faith, um, or you have Christian convictions, you know, what does that mean for me? You know, can I write fiction? Can I write, you know, fiction that's you know a little on the on the darker side, or or fiction that's you know has some some language, or or fiction. And I don't want to get into all that as far as what your convictions are and all that those things. We can talk about that some other time. But um, but I want to talk about just in general. I think art um, because I think this helps us understand this whole like sacred secular dichotomy, or you know what's Christian and what's not. Is there, a Christian, is there even such thing as a Christian book, et cetera, et cetera. Um, one book that I find really helpful and whether you're a Christian or not, um, or a person of faith or not is called art in the Bible. And it's by Francis Schaefer. Uh, he was just a, a Christian, uh, pastor at one time, a Christian kind of apologist and, uh, really a cultural commentator, really helpful, um, in the, uh, helping Christians kind of understand culture and, um, and also helping non-Christians understand kind of the faith. Um, and he talks about uh artwork and art in general and, and I want to put books in there and literature in there. And he says this. The the first is the most important, and he says a work of art has a, a value in itself. Um and what he argues is that your work, you know, your story, your short story, your your novel, your nonfiction book, you know, whether it's blatantly Christian or not, um, it, it is a work of art in and of itself because God is a creator and we're made in his image and we've made this thing, you know, wherever that idea came from or wherever that um, story came from, you know, our subconscious, uh, our experience, whatever, whatever it is, you know, God, and we want to say God gave it to us, whatever it is. um, There's beauty in that thing just by itself because we made it and because God is a creator. And so we should celebrate that. Um, We don't need to critique it. We don't need to demean it. We, you know, there's some value and beauty in the work itself, Um, and so, you know, he says this, he says first, because a work of art is a work of creativity and creativity has value because God is the creator. Um, and so if you're a person of faith and you believe that God is the creator and God made all things, maybe you're not even a a believer, but you believe that there's a God or a being that's made everything. And, you know, you have to ask the question, well, why do I want to write? Why do I want to create? Um, there's an impulse there. Why do we tell these stories? Uh, you know, is it just a waste of time? Is it just childish? Is it you know what? What is that? And so, if you're a painter, you're a sculptor, you're an engineer, you know whatever it is, you make these things, you you create these things, and it reflects more of God. It reflects how He's made us, and so it's 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 there's value just in the piece itself. Um, so we don't want to diminish that, um, and, and so. So when you think about creativity, you think about making things, books, telling stories, et cetera, there, there's value just in it, in it by itself. Um, I also like um, a couple other people that are really helpful. If you're familiar with Madeline L'Engle, um, and she wrote a wrinkle in time, uh, swiftly tilting planets, certain women. She's, she's a, a famous author. You've probably heard of her. If you've read a wrinkle in time, it seems like everyone has, but um, she says this she says many atheists deny God because they are so passionately about a caring and personal God and the world around them is inconsistent with a God of love. They feel. And so they say there is no God, but even when one denies God to serve music or painting or words is a religious activity, whether or not the conscious mind is willing to accept the fact, basically there can be no category such as religious art and secular art because all true art is incarnational and therefore religious. Um, And and so, you know, she's arguing, she's saying there's this human impulse, you know, you want to call it religion, non-religion, you know, sacred, secular, whatever. Why do we make any kind of art? Why, Why do we create anything in the first place? Um, and she would say it's this act of that there's there's a being there's something that brings it out of us uh, you know and that's why we can't make these dichotomies these nice neat categories of you know sacred secular religious you know non-religious um, and and I think you know partly the categorization is really just to say well there's Christian because this has some Christian themes in it and this doesn't etc. But again, who are we to determine what is really Christian and what is not? Because I I've read some things that are blatantly non-christian but are more christian in my opinion than some of the stuff that is christian Um, some of the christian music is blatantly not christian and does not represent christ very well and and some non-christian music actually is very grace-filled and christ-filled whether they meant to or not Um, and, and so so again those are these categories are very difficult for us to make nice neat you know, Christian, non-Christian fiction, nonfiction, you know, um, things. And, and to think that, that there is this, this God who's doing something and giving us these impulses to make art and to create and to, you know, r- tell our stories the way that we, we tell them. And I, and I think that's important to keep those, those things in mind, um, as you make your art, as you tell your, your stories. Um, and, and again, I don't want you to get hung up on, you know, is this Christian enough? Is it not Christian enough? But to say, you know, the first task as CS Lewis said is to tell a good story. Um, you know, tell it honestly, tell it truthfully, tell it from your gut, tell it from, you know, what, what it needs to be and, and let the chips fall where they need, need to fall. Um, if it ends up being blatantly Christian and that's just where it comes out and everybody gets saved in the end and, you know, um, and it's Amish, you know, romance, whatever it is, let it be. Um, if it's something else, then, then let it be something else. If it's blatantly for the church, you know, to help pastors or help Christians or discipleship, whatever it is, let, let it be what it needs, needs to be. Um, and and again, I think those things, as you go along, you'll, you'll, you'll realize, um, that there's some freedom in that there's some grace in that because I think it's silly that, you know, especially when it comes to art, it's like, well, you know, you're a Christian and you you have to write Christian books. It's like, well, we don't tell that to engineers. You know, you only have to do Christian engine. Like what is Christian engineering? What's a Christian plumber? How do you do Christian plumbing? Right. How are you a Christian math teacher? Right. There's not a sacred secular. They're all gifts of God. They're all important you know, a Christian poet, what does that mean? Um, so, 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 so just be, be careful of the categories, um, that we, we use, um, a couple other things that I I think are, are helpful. Um, and just things to think about that if you're a Christian writer, you're a, you're a faith writer, you know, you're trying to figure out, you know, maybe you're, you're, you're wanting to make a shift and say, you know, I've been writing a lot of kind of blatantly Christian stuff, maybe nonfiction, and I want to write some, some fiction. You know, is it okay that I I write certain kinds of things or certain kinds of of themes? Um, And one of the things that, uh, one quote I'm going to read that I think is really helpful is that I think... Sometimes we think the things that we do, you know, whatever your work is, whatever your calling is, um, you know, sometimes we wonder, you know, do the work that that we do each day, does it even matter? Is it even going to last in the end? You know, why do we even get up in the morning sometimes? You know, the things that we do in our lives, you know, is it going to have any mark, any impact? Um, And and I want to read this quote that I find really helpful. And uh, N.T. Wright is a a first century historian, uh, a, a New Testament scholar. And uh, he he puts this and he talks about the resurrection of Christ that if you're familiar with the Christian story that, you know, Jesus dies and, uh, you know, the third day is is resurrected from the dead. And then he promises that all who believe in Christ will be resurrected as well. And there'll be a a final resurrection where God makes a new heavens, and a new earth. And and he makes this comment um, and he says, the point of the resurrection is that the present bodily life is not valueless just because it will die. What you do with your body in the present matters because God has a great future in store for it. What you do in the present, by painting, preaching, singing, sewing, praying, teaching, building, hospitals, digging wells, campaigning for justice, writing poems, caring for the needy, loving your neighbor as yourself, will last into God's future. These activities are not simply ways of making the present life a little less beastly, a little more bearable, until the day when we leave it behind altogether, as the hymn so mistakenly puts it. They are part of what we may call building for God's kingdom, and so um, he, he says some pretty profound things. And I, I won't get too deep into that, just not to bore you. And and uh, but but you know he he makes the the assertion that you know what we do in this life does matter, and the things that 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 we do, whether we are writing fiction or writing books or taking care of kids or engineer or teacher or doctor or lawyer or plumber um, that they'll last into the future, that it's not just, you know, something we do until we can get to heaven or something we do until, you know, we die. Uh, but, but God is making a new world and a new heavens and a new earth and, and he's going to give us things to do. And so, so for the Christian writer and the, the, the person of faith, I think it's important, Um, to realize, and even if you're not a person of faith is, is to realize that the Christian story is not about just zapping you into heaven, but it's about God. Who's restoring all things. He's making a new world. And, um, and, and ultimately one day we'll be part of that new world. We'll get to, to rule and reign with God. And, and, uh, and he's going to give us things to do. I I don't think storytelling is going away. I don't think poems are going away. I don't think music is going away. Um, I think everything will be redeemed and restored and and made more beautiful and, and to function and work properly. Uh, there'll be no more sin, no more death, no more pain, no more sorrow, no more tears. Um, so I think the stories we tell, I think the things that we do, the gifts we have, I think those will still be able to be used in a, in a future life and, and, in more beautiful ways than uh, we, we even see now, because, you know, we have this, this thing of beauty, you know, we read a book, we, we see a piece of art, we hear music, we, we see our, our little child and this, the beauty they have a little girl in pigtails, whatever it is. And there's just something that calls out to us, isn't there? There's just something that goes, wow, that's just really good. That's, that just really moved me. You know, you go to go watch a film, whatever it is, you look at a sculpture there, go to the museum. We just see these things. We see a a bird, we see an animal, we we see flowers, we see the the seasons change. All these things that God's kind of given us are beautiful things because we're created for beauty. Um, And so I think part of our writing um, is to make beautiful things and for people to enjoy to people to look at, to enjoy, to, it's not just entertainment. It's not just amusement. Now we also could make very dark things. I mean, w- we could get into a whole conversation about that. Obviously we can take the gifts and the abilities God's given us and we can use that to hurt people and to slander people and to say, you know, horrible things about people or, or just promote evil and darkness. And, and, and I don't think that's what, what I'm, I'm trying to, trying to say, or, Um, and, you know, and I'm also trying to say, Hey, there's some wisdom for those of faith and, and, you know, we, we want to do things with integrity and we don't want to just, you know, do dark things to do dark things. But I think there's always a redemptive element that even, you know, the movies and the books and the things that, that we, we watch, or we, we take in where we see some, you know, hard things, um, we see relationships get destroyed or people getting abused or hurt or murdered or whatever, um there's always a redemptive theme that you're trying that most movies and books have is because I think all of us are longing for redemption. We're longing for hope. We're longing for something else, something more where things where people don't die and people aren't abused and you know, politics aren't crazy and and people aren't abusive and violent and all those kinds of things. And I think that's a, that's a human longing because we're we're all created for God. And I know some of us don't believe that, but um, but I believe that. And, and I believe that's why we tell these stories is because we're, we're longing for home. We're longing for to, to be the in a world that where things work and function. And so a lot of times our stories, that's what comes out. We're trying to make sense of our lives. We're trying to make sense of our world, etc. cetera. We're trying to share our pain, whatever it may be. And so that's where those stories come. And so, so for the Christian, for the faith writer, for even those that aren't of faith is, is just to tell the most honest stories you can to, to, to share those things that are, that we all have commonality with and, um, some theologians, Christian theologians call common grace. Um, you know, God sends rain on the just and the unjust. He, 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 he takes care of all people. Um, he, he's not saying, well, you're a Christian. You're not, I'm going to take care of you, but not you. Now there's other ways of looking at that. We won't talk about that today, but, but the reality is that God gives gifts and abilities to to all people to, to create art, to make music, to write stories, um, Christians and non-Christians. So, um, cause these are good gifts to share. These are good gifts to enjoy, um, regardless of who makes them or who writes them. And so I think that's an important distinction to remember is that if you're a Christian or, or non-Christian is that, is that we're trying to tell good stories. we are trying to make good art for people to enjoy. And that's a good gift to the world, um, and, and can have an impact in many different ways. Um, and so, because, because beauty's there to enjoy it and, and it's a gift to enjoy art is there. It's, it's something to enjoy. And it's a good thing of creation. And can you imagine, um, just a world with no stories? It's hard to imagine, isn't it? I mean, we, we started, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago, you know, just telling stories, just human beings interacting, communicating. We didn't have written words. We didn't, you know, we, we just communicated through word. We, we told stories and, um, you know, that's obviously evolved. We, we, take in stories and, and ideas and medium communication in different ways now, but, but, but imagine a world with no stories, imagine a world, with no art, um, imagine a world, with no music. Um, you, you know, imagine walking around your city or your town or your suburb or wherever, and not seeing anything of beauty. It's hard to, it's hard to even th- think that it, it would be the worst possible world. Right. Um, But you you see, we're created for beauty and, and I believe it's because we're created for God and, and he gives people Christians and non-Christians, the, the gifts, the talents, because we're made in his image to, to, to say, Hey, this is beautiful. Let's, let's make this better. Let's make this good. Let's, let's fight for justice, whatever it is. Um, and so I hope this, this episode encourages you. Um, I hope it gives you some food for thought, uh, that, you know, first just deciding, you know, what am I called to if I'm a person of faith, if I'm a Christian and, you know, I need to decide, am I going to write books for the church predominantly? Um, maybe like me, I'm, you know, uh, I'm going to write some for the church. I'm also just going to write, you know, stories. I I feel like I want to tell, um, do both, or maybe it's just, I want to write fiction and, and predominantly Christian fiction, whatever that might mean for you. Or, predominantly Christian themes, or or maybe it's just, I just want to tell good stories. Um, and I think there's room for all of it. Um, and I think we have to give each other grace and I think we have to give each other space to, um, to, to let us be who, who we are and and how we've been wired, how we've been called, how we've been gifted, you know, how we want to do that. Um, and and I think that's important. Um, I, I think there's, there's art to share in the world, whether you're Christian or not, that, that, God is, is putting in you to for others to enjoy and I and I want you to, to do that. I don't want you to be hampered. I don't want you to be hindered to think like this is, you know, there's only one way to do this. Or if I'm not writing, you know, specific Jesus stories or talking about Jesus or talking about the Bible that somehow I'm being unfaithful. Um I I don't think that's true. Because I don't think God says, you know, hey Mr. Plummer, you're being unfaithful because you're not religious, you're not a pastor, you're not a missionary, you're not talking about Jesus. Um, but there's something about being a good plumber, doing it with integrity, um, doing your craft well. And I think it's the same with writers. It's telling good stories, doing that well, doing that with integrity, um, and, and deciding, you know, how God has kind of wired you and, you know, led you how, how predominantly Christian that's going to be, or, you know, faith filled that's going to be. Um, and, and so, and I also just pray for, and want to encourage like that there'd be more Christian artists that wouldn't be, um, hindered or hampered by, you know, if I, I, I guess if I'm going to be a musician or I'm going to be a writer, or I'm going to be a painter or sculptor or, you know, an actor or whatever, I can only do Christian film or I can only do, you know, write Christian books that there'd be, you know, all kinds of Christians that are in all spheres of, of society and culture uh, being salt and light and, and showing grace and love to those around them. Um, and, and not to just say, you know, I have to be kind of in the Christian subculture um, so that God would raise up a, a lot of, a lot of artists that just feel called to write good stories. And I think, you know, we have a lot of history behind us. We have a lot of authors that have done it that have, have kind of walked in those spaces. And I think it's possible. And I don't, I don't think you have to, to only live in one lane. Um, and, and I think, you know, I've seen God kind of give me a lot of opportunity through this podcast It's just because I'm not trying to be, you know, one thing and necessarily, I'm not unashamed of my faith. I mean, this podcast isn't about, you know, my faith necessarily, uh, or being a Christian, but, um, but it's about being kind to people. It's about hearing their stories and sharing their stories and getting their stories out in the world. It's, um, it, it's being someone who's generous and, and trying to do that well. And, that, and that's really why I started the podcast is I want to be generous with the platform God's given me as far as, you know, the writers I've met and the opportunities he's give me and the books I've, I've written and, and, and to say, Hey, there's a lot of great writers out there that and have written great stories and have written great books. And I want, I want others to know about them. And so it's my way of, of getting that out there And any way I can help and encourage writers to, you know, get those words on the page is, is really what I'm here trying to do. And so whether you're a Christian or not, it doesn't matter to me. Um, I, I just, I, I want you to, to grow in your craft and, and be encouraged and being inspired and, and, uh, and, you know, whatever God's called you to do or be, and whatever opportunities he gives you that you do that well. And, and, uh, and so hopefully this, this podcast can be a platform for that. That's still the goal regardless. I think art's important. I think telling stories is important. I think we're wired to do that and, and the more we can share that and get people encouraged to do that and inspired to do that, the better. So those are my two cents. I don't know a lot. I don't know much, but that's what I, I know for today and I'm glad to share that with you. And just a couple of things before we, we close up our, our time here, it's just been been good to, to be back on the on the show and kind of get back in gear um, as always our show is sponsored um we're first on the 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 wonderful family of podcasts the project entertainment um so if you haven't checked out project entertainment um network.com check them out tons and tons of podcasts i don't know how many we're up to now 18 or 30 or i don't know a million um but check those out and we're always sponsored by not always but we are uh by subculture corsets subculture clothing and corsets so um, com. Check them out. All kinds of cool clothing and accessories. Um, Subculture Corsets are based in Florida. So if you're not in the Florida area, um, go to their website, subculturecorsets.com. Put in the prolific writer. You'll get 10% off your next purchase. If you're in the Jacksonville, Florida area, stop by their, sh- their showroom, their store. They have great stuff there, great clothing, great accessories for you to enjoy. They're great people as well. And so we're so thankful for. Uh, subculture corsets, um, corsets and clothing. To say that correctly, for sponsoring all the Project Entertainment Network shows. And before I go, I also wanted to say just a little update of what I'm working on. Um, in well, this year has kind of been, I think, because a baby. Baby was kind of unexpected. Um, I'll say it's an oopsie, but you know it happens. Um, and. So this year I've had these projects that I've really wanted to kind of put a bow on and we probably all have projects like that. I'm actually going to write some stuff about that, how to kind of, um, find those projects that feel like they need some attention to get done and get out into the world. And so for NaNoWriMo, I did two children's books. So I'm going to be working on those. Um, I finished those, uh, wrote the rough drafts and, um, they were done in November, uh, but working on two different books um, that I wrote with my son. And so I want to get these two kids books out this year in 2018. And uh, I have this other story uh, that I've been working on for quite a long time. That's kind of been keeps getting pushed on the back burner for other projects called the motel, which um, I'll talk more about later, but um, it's kind of this kind of fun um, supernatural story about a, um, retired FBI guy and his dad and some supernatural things that happened at this motel by a beach. And, um, so I want to, uh, kind of keep working on that. I I have a rough draft done and need some revision and some tweaking here and there. Um, but I want to get that out as well. And then I'm also working on a, a book of writing. I have some other things, but, um, a book on writing called the prolific writer. And, uh, I've been talking about that for a while and it's kind of, I have a good rough draft done and again, need some tweaks and some love and some um, revision as well. Uh, And I'm looking forward to getting that out because again, it's, it's kind of my way of giving back to get people encouraged to become prolific writers. Um, Again, you don't have to write, you know, a thousand books, but uh, to, to have a consistent writing habit and get work out into the world. Um, And some of the things I've learned on the way, and it's also a lot of what I've learned from interviewing you know dozens and dozens of authors um, over the years um, years and uh, and so putting in their advice putting in their insight and you're going to learn a lot and, and I think putting in to practice these certain things in the prolific writer are, are guaranteed um, to have a, a fruitful um, writing uh, career whether you do that for for money or livelihood or just for fun or hobby um, I think it can really encourage you so I'm working on that And so hopefully these, these four projects, I got one other, um, project I'm working on. I won't say anything about that right now, but hopefully this year we'll get those, those four projects out into the world and uh, probably some other stuff too, some other little things. But, um, Hey, as always, thank you so much for listening to the prolific writer. If you get a chance, could you leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher or Google play or SoundCloud or wherever you listen to the prolific writer, it really helps us get the show out into the world. And, and again, so thankful for all of your wonderful, encouraging comments on, uh, Facebook, check out writer prolific on Facebook or Twitter. Um, you know, comments on the iTunes, uh, just kind words. So thankful to be able to do this and help you guys out to help you write fast, often, and well have some great interviews coming up soon, um, in March and April and the coming months into the summer. And, uh, yeah, look forward to, to sharing those with you guys. Uh, so thanks again. Um, As always, this is Ryan J Pelton, the prolific writer And uh, go get those words On the page and I'll talk to you Real, real soon Once upon a time A madman, poet, and thief Known as John Urbansik That's me Challenged himself, myself To write a story a day, every day For a year by hand some of them worked some of them failed some of them were spectacular then i did it again join me every week for ink stains as i do it a third time and i will read you some of these stories i'll talk about the process about creativity in general writing in specific and maybe i can help ignite your artistic adventures This has been an exclusive presentation of the Project Entertainment Network. Introducing Self, a new show about real people who are challenging their relationship to money to build a better future for themselves. My new focus is like, as these good things happen in my life, I want to be able to enjoy them. Their loved ones. Now, like, I really don't want my daughters out here wanting for nothing. Um... Now it's kind of backfired (laughs) because now they really don't have no respect for me. And their communities. I want to create more services where women can feel supported when they don't have support. Self is live now with new episodes every Wednesday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.